Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Episode of the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast, episode 90. There's a lot to talk about. A lot of things happening in boxing within the, in the last 24 hours and within in the last couple of days in general. Uh, we're going to talk about the passing of one of the best uh, lightweights of all time. Uh, I uh, I think throwing uh, the goat is a is a is a is a is a good way to describe this man. Sweet Pete Pinel Whitaker. We'll talk about him. Uh, we're going to talk about Canelo Alvarez. For some odd reason, the face of boxing cannot find an opponent for September 14th. Uh, Triple G, Demetrius Andre comes to mind, but I guess he can't find one, so he's not going to fight this week. He's not going to fight in September. Amir Khan must have taken so many knockouts because he's delusionally thinking that he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao November 28th, even though me and Brian are going to break down Pacquiao versus Thurman. We'll talk about that as well. But again, folks, I don't do this show by myself. I do have a co-host. He's a Sacramento bad boy himself. He's here from his new job. Maybe he'll talk about it. Maybe he won't. They got B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray? I was born right. Hello. What up, everyone? What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. No, uh, uh, next week, I believe next week is when I start. Oh, okay. There you go. My yeah, bad. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That's so, I'm going to so, say yes. So it wasn't breaking news. It was rumor report. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rumor innuendo. <laughs> rumor <laughs> in innuendo. Okay. Rumor innuendo. Uh, so, yeah, I believe it's uh, yeah next week. So, yes, I will be starting very new. Very excited about it. But uh, other than that, I'm trying to do this fucking episode. Uh, I'm... I'm excited, but I'm also very mourn uh, mournful uh, of today. Um, everybody knows, if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. Bet, uh, former world champion, three division, uh, four division world champion, I'm sorry, uh, Sweet Pea Pinnell Whitaker passed away on Monday. 
Uh, died at 55 years old. Brian Sweepy Pena Whitaker was hit by a car. Uh, uh, your thoughts on the news? Um, I heard I when I woke, I was driving because uh, of my job. I'm part time driver, full time driver. Sorry. And my coworker goes, "Who's uh, who's Sweepy Pena Whitaker?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's a former world champion. You know, one of I felt one of the most awkwardest defensive world uh, fighters in the world. Why? Oh, he just passed away. And I go, "What the hell?" And when he told me, I go, and my thought was, oh, you know what? He was pretty old. 55. That's not old. Yeah, I said the same thing, too. Like, oh, maybe he was pretty old. Because first I, first I read, oh, he passed away. My, you know, my reaction was like, oh, well, then was he sick? He must have been old. Oh, the guy was 55. Like, shit, that's pretty young. That's still pretty young to me. It, no, it is. It is. 55 is not, uh, is not old. I mean, I mean, I know back then people thought 55 was old. 55 is not that old. Um, no. Everyone in the boxing world is, is uh, mourned him. Uh, everyone was uh, praising this man. Uh, it's sad because uh, if you, I think uh, Max Kellerman said it best himself on ESPN. Uh, a hell of a talent who could have accomplished more, but because of his, uh, you know, his addictions and yeah. and stuff, he couldn't get to the uh, higher plateau. I, I sort of agree, but don't agree. But I feel that you know he's the. Uh, can I say, he was a man before his time because I think that type of style now, the way we the way we glorify Lomachenko, guess what? I think Pena Whitaker would have been more glorified because the man was an awkward southpaw, who the, they call Lomachenko the Matrix. No, Pena Whitaker was the Matrix. You know, part of me was saying that when I was looking. Although, by the way, it was just great seeing all those tribute videos. And yes, the highlights. And, and that's when it hit me. I go, that's they're praising Lomachenko for that similar. At that time, not many people were praising him for that shit. They looked at him as like, sim- like, oh, that's awkward. What the hell? That's exactly. Um, so uh, he he was he was yeah he was very talented. He was one of the best of his times. And I mean, people say he was the best pound for pound fighter of his era. He was. I, I can, see, I can has, see why. He fought the best. Um, his record was forty wins, four losses. Uh, seven knock, seven KOs. He's oh, he was only knocked out once, and he had one no contest. Um, I think there were what two controversial f- fights that he lost, I believe. Uh, if you count the De La Hoya loss, yes, and you count the Julio Cesar Chavez fight as a as a controversial, then yes. Um, yeah. but he has uh in his resume. So I'm gonna go down on notable names, folks. So he has f- the Puerto Rican legend Felix Trinidad. He has Oscar De La Hoya, Rafael Rivera. He has Julio Cesar Chavez, Buddy McGirt. Uh, who else? I'm trying to look for right now, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Asuma Nelson. I mean, he has a, a, a resume of good fighters. I mean, he did lose a couple fights, and I got, uh, Brian just Brian mentioned he had a controversial fights. I I remember watching the De La Hoya fight, and I felt De La Hoya shouldn't have won that fight. I think Pernell Whitaker should have won it. I, I believe he did lose a Trinidad fight. He, which he did, but uh, to me there was no controversy. But by that time, Pernell um, uh, Whitaker's dark passenger was m- very apparent, and you know was he wasn't the same Pernell Whitaker that we saw when he fought Jose Chavez, which I was talking to my wife last night, and did, I'm sorry he didn't even lose; it was a draw when he it fought in the draw, Alamo Dome, which you know everybody, a, a man picking a blind man picking out his favorite porno could have saw. <laughs> Pernell Whitaker beating Julio Chavez at the Alamo Dome. He got a draw. And he, he I don't think he ever got 
that type of vindication. He never got his rematch, that vindication ever again. Um, but uh, a hell of a talent, though. A hell of a talent. Um, I don't know what else can I say. What I, what I, I think that you even said it yourself. The dedications, the 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 video clips of his uh, his past fights, audio audio of him doing interviews. I don't think any words I could say can do any justice of than what we just saw these last couple of days. Very true. It's again, uh, very. It's pretty tragic. Because again, he was he was fifty five. Um, you know, he he still had he still had more to go, man. And you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what he. I don't even know what he was doing outside of boxing. But I'm pretty sure he was contributing in some way. But it's pretty sad just just to hear that. So um, we usually don't say this here on this show because. You know, we don't like to talk about people's death. Um, but Pernell Whitaker, they had a 55. Um, I'm going to quote the great Kevin Smith. Big bucket of win. Big bucket of win, man. For Big bucket one of the best. He will go down as one of the best. He'll, he will go down as one of the best. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, continue going. Give me a sec. I had this ready for myself. All right. Brian, it was announced today that Golden Boy Promotions with Canelo Alvarez have decided not to fight September 14th. Uh, uh, let me, I have the excerpt right here. Breaking news, Canelo Alvarez will now fight in his typical weekend September Golden... In September, Golden Bell Promotions announced today, following difficulties in fighting an opponent for the middleweight world champion, Alvarez has been slated to fight September 14th, but he and Golden Boy are now eyeing his next fight later in the year. And I quote... From Canelo, as a Mexican, it is a responsibility and an honor to represent my country in both May and September. Alvarez in the statement continues, those are my dates. However, as as a world champion in multiple weight classes, I have the responsibility of delivering the most exciting and competitive fights available. That's why Golden Boy and my team have decided to postpone the date in order to to find the, the hold on, in order to to do the right by the fans by promoting the best fights possible with the best opponent possible. Brian, what are your thoughts on, on this uh, on this news that Golden Boy and Canelo are deciding, you know what, we're not going to fight September? Well, I'm very surprised because I, I did not think that he was going really, to... I really just didn't think the Golden Boy was going to go, eh, let's just skip September. Because I thought that automatically, like, oh, no, we have to find an opponent for September. It's the... Mexican Independence Day weekend, we'd have to find an opponent. So that, that should never enter my mind thinking, well, that's a possibility. It might cancel. So this surprises me. And yeah. they could have easily fought Triple G, but I've heard, you know, many reasons why they didn't pick Triple G. I keep hearing again, Canelo does not like Triple G, and he doesn't want to, uh, you know, work with him anymore. Uh, I, I, I just kept saying to myself, they could have got Andrade, you know, uh, I almost said Andrade, seen analysis, this is not NXT. Um, he could have got Demetrius Andre. I'm pretty sure he still could have qualified. I know he fought the last week of June, but I'm no expert, but this guy, he didn't even, he didn't, I don't even think he got punched very much. This guy just went a sprint. He could have gone. He could have trained for September and fight for the, you know, for the unification, you know. He, he could have fought Callum Smith. Callum Smith. There were opponents. I believe we talked about this last week, how you were saying, like, how the fuck can you say you don't have opponents when you got this guy and this guy and this guy but signed you, with the zone? You got to remember, Brian, that also during that conversation we had last week, it was rumored that the zone had only given him two options. Either you move up to light heavyweight and you challenge Kovalev or you give us a trilogy fight. Uh-huh. Now, 
this was announced on Saturday, last Saturday. Kovalev, it, instead, is not fighting Canelo Alvarez. Instead, he's going to be fighting light heavyweight title uh, title challenger Anthony Yards on August 24th in Russia. So that knocked off that knocked off Kovalev off the list. If this the zone list exists, that you know the zone is only giving Canelo two options. So Can, Canelo's shit. Canelo's fucked when Kovalev walked out and fought is now signed to fight Anthony Yard. The only poss- the only logical opponent is Triple G. Now, an art- uh, um, a tweet from Mike Carpenter, let me look for it right now, states, because again, so Mike Carpenter is, rep- is uh, responding to the statement that Golden Boy pump, um, threw out in the media, the one I just read to you folks, and he put, this is not true. Triple G was promised a trilogy on September 14th. And the money was not an issue. Canelo doesn't like him and didn't want to fight. Sergey Kovalev was unavailable, but negotiations hit a roadblock. Now, when you mean roadblock, do you mean when you're offering shit money? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Now, I, I think it, other word for shit money. That's another word for shit money. You offered yeah. him disrespectful money because you know what this man brings to the table. So, Brian, does this look bad to the face of boxing? It does. Sorry to say this for any of you Canelo fans, that looks bad. I think it looks bad. You're the face of boxing. Hold on, what the hell happened here? Give me some. Okay, but yeah, you're the face of boxing. You're, you know, you're Canelo Alvarez. People should be jumping to fight you, and instead, you got this. No, there's no cue. Where's the cue? Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. No, I was I was reading something on a thing. Okay. I thought we were expecting like a like a, some sort of audio clip. It's, it looked like you were going there. Okay. No, no, I'm looking at my phone. Sorry, I was on professional today. You're a professional. Yeah, but it, it looked bad. It, it just looked bad, and I was just surprised reading that today because again, I was very surprised. I thought that at the very end they were just gonna have to grab somebody who was not a Kovalev. You know, get me the. Of the caliber of a Kovalev or Triple G, like that. Yeah. I just thought they're just gonna grab a uh, Rocky. Another Rocky Fielding. But again, another Rocky Fielding. But this goes back to our conversation we had last week. The zone looks like they're 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 not they're not getting back the return they thought they were gonna get with Canelo Alvarez. No. Okay. Okay. You gave us Rocky Fielding. Okay. The it's a new app. People are getting used to this. Okay. Cool. But. When you had a second crack at it, and you're facing a notable name like Danny Jacobs, you had a second crack at it, and you and you only did six hundred thousand views on the streaming service. So which is so you're not getting the returns I think they thought they were gonna get because I'm not gonna say they got sold a bill of goods, but the models did the model the I can I. I've said it numerous times, and I don't know why I can't find the words. I'll say, I'll, I'll say it in the most way I, I'll say it in the, in the Mr. J way I can. They don't know how to promote a fucking fight. They just think giving us Canelo and, and a second name that is it. The whole reason, yes. the reason why pay per view hasn't died, and we're gonna talk about it right now for this for the prediction episode, episode uh, segment, is that you gotta promote the fight. You have to. I've said it time and time again. Treat me like I'm a dumbass and I don't know why I'm going to pay for this fight. Don't just say, it's Canelo. Here, watch me. No. Treat me treat me like a dumbass and show him and give me a reason why I should download your app. 
give me a reason why this guy isn't a major threat to Canelo Alvarez. Why I should give two shits about this fight. Instead, you're going to throw two names in a poster and then sling that shit to the wall and hope it sticks. Well, guess what? It didn't stick. And guess what? The zone got fed up. And guess what? The zone gave him two options. And one of them said, you know what? You're not offering the money. You're treating me like a prostitute. He basically said, do I have lipstick on my face, Canelo? Do I have lipstick on my face? No. Then why are you trying to fuck me? That's basically what Kovalev said. And, <laughs> and Kovalev left. And guess what? You have the Kazakhstan sitting in the chair, twiddling his thumbs, saying, hey, I'm right here. Let's finish this business. It's and you, let's do this. And you don't want to. Really? The yeah, way the way like Triple G looked in his last fight, I would have jumped for the opportunity for this fucking trilogy. Get out of him, get him out of the way. Yeah. Cement, close the chapter of his legacy. Close it. Close it. I agree one hundred percent with you, but it's, it's sadly it, his what's getting in the way is him of him not liking him, and that's the only so far the only excuse that he can say right now. I don't like him. I don't want to work with him anymore. Shit, you gotta fight your Merle Charlo. This has not been a good couple weeks for Canelo Alvarez because first the WBC makes it. Ugh, I'm sorry. First the WBC fucking awards him as a franchise champion, which takes away any mandatory defense against Charlo. Third, secondly, he's probably gonna get stripped from the fucking IBF because he's not gonna fight Dervichenko. Nope. So that means he's he's left with two belts less than he walked in with. Okay. You're not going to fight Demetrius Andrade, even though you guys belong to the same fucking same uh, service as the zone. And the promoters can work well with each other, even though they like the Twitter beef on each other. But they've worked, yeah. they worked in the past. They'll do it again. You're not going to unify. So instead, you'd rather relinquish your WBC belt, relinquish the IBF belt, and, not, and then not keep your promise of becoming the first Mexican undisputed middleweight champion in the world. Thirdly, you don't want to re- you don't want a trilogy fight against Triple G, even though you feel you beat him easily the first two times, which I can say you did not. Okay, you choose not to go up to super middleweight and challenge a good, durable Callum Smith, who we don't know how good he is, but he's starting to look good and good. He's starting to look better and better fight after fight. Okay, you don't go after him. You don't go after Billy Joe Sanders either. You, instead, you want to challenge Sergey Kovalev, but like I said er, and a couple seconds ago, you basically just try to fuck him, and he said no to you. It has not been a good week. For the last, it hasn't been a good week for Golden Boy. Hasn't been a good week for Canelo. And the and my my question right now, to, I don't I ask you, Brandon, and ask the fans to answer this to me. Does this make Canelo's legacy? Does this taint Canelo's legacy at this moment? It really does, and he's going to have to work even fucking harder, harder to gain back whatever the fans that he lost, because I'm pretty sure some are just like right now going, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you not fighting September? It's it's it, it really fucked up his legacy right now at the moment. It's really fucked up. Or did, that, I think ruins a, uh, it's a, uh, too harsh, I think. Does it... Does it tarnish his? Does it tarnish his image at this moment? Because yeah, just, there we go. people are like, "Oh, he's there to fight the best." No, well, no, no, no. We just explained you don't want to go against Kovalev because you're offering him shitty money and a shitty deal of a rehydration weight and a catch weight. You're not even fighting him as a legit light heavyweight. You're making him come down instead of you 
daring to be great and moving up to his weight class. You don't want to fight any of the title lists at a 168. You don't want to unify the titles. And like I just mentioned, you're... You just got elevated the WBC franchise. You're not even a champion for the WBC. You're just a, just a, you're just you in the WBC. Yeah, and I'm explaining. You're gonna get stripped from the IBF any day now. What is it now? Unless, unless Canelo and Triple G, unless Camino, unless Canelo and Golden Boy are working on a real big, huge, a very huge deal for like November or December. I say December. This doesn't yeah. look good for Canelo at this moment. He doesn't look good. It doesn't. And, and it looks, it, again, it looks really bad on him. Especially in the fact that they can't say, oh, well, Canelo's coming from an injury. We don't know if he was going to be ready by September. No, no, you had plenty of time to get ready for September 14th. Plenty of time. It's four plenty, months. Plenty of time to try to bullshit the zone into not giving you that obligation of fighting either Kovalev or, or Triple G. You could have talked yourself out of it, Oscar. You... Are you not the master negotiator here? Could you have not negotiated away? Like, look, give us the, let us defend against Dervichenko, and we'll fight Demetrius Andre in December. You don't, I mean, or we'll fight Kovalev in December. You don't think they would have said, okay, yeah, fine, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, again, this is this is just speculation. <laughs> this isn't me saying I got a source or me I read it somewhere. But come on. Golden Boy had a long time to find an opponent. I know that Muhammad Mungia's name was thrown out there, but no, me and you don't even want to see that. We, I like, I like I said, couple like I said last week, unless they're gonna cash out of the Mungia Express, then you throw him the Canelo, fuck him, whatever. Because I'd rather have Canelo beat him than some, you know, Dennis Hogan type fighter. I'd rather have Canelo yeah. beat him. But even Dzone said again, rumor, Dzone even said no to that. It's man, it, it it must be frustrating. It must be frustrating for Golden Boy's team and and the zone because again, it's it still bugs me just to read that. Just to read that the the, the fight September fourteen is not happening. Canelo will not be fighting in September. Again, how can you just not choose an opponent? How can you not set up any event for that date? Again, again. Uh, we're going by the rumor that he was only given two options. Option number one pretty much told them no. You had Triple G. Why not do it? Now, if they're going to say, well, we needed time to promote this fight as the biggest. Oh, bullshit. It doesn't no, need no. promotion for that, tri- for that trilogy. No, it does not need promotion. No, it, that it does, it does, Brian, because I just said right now, you had a crack in the Rocky Fielding fight. Okay, it didn't do, it didn't do well mm-hmm. when it came to people viewing the fight. Okay, we gave you a second crack. We gave you fucking Jacobs. 600,000 views only? You need to amp up. Brian, me and you have discussed that they need to do better in regards of promoting these fights. Because by just giving by just giving this the name isn't is not marquee enough anymore. Not for the casual fans. It's not marquee enough. No, but for for, for the for, for the trilogy, they they could have easily made the announcement now. They could have made a press conference and still promote the fight from now till September fourteenth. That's what I'm trying to say, because People have seen the third fight. They know what's up. Still promoted, and you but don't feel like oh, and you I need done, an extra month. And you could have done a catch weight. There was no need to fight a middleweight. That too, because this this rivalry is bigger than the middleweight division at this moment. Mm-hmm. I the the fans would have forgave Canelo for not defending his middleweight titles. Yeah, I would have been like, you know, fuck the middleweight title. Who gives a shit? 
Defend, it super, defend your stupid bogus WBA belt that you have at super middleweight. Who gives a shit? Just fight Triple G. Because the first two fights were great. The third one has to... We have to find... There has to be a conclusion to this rivalry. Yeah. You're telling me that you couldn't come to an agreement. The, mo- the, the first fight was easy to make. The second fight was a little hard because of the money. But when you have both guaranteed contracts, the money is no longer an issue no more. So Man. why is this fight being held back? Oh, because I don't want to... Again, I've heard Canelo's like... I've heard people say that Canelo's Man. saying, I don't want to give him any more money. Motherfucker, he's guaranteed his money no matter what. <laughs> does he get Does he get an incentive for fighting you more? Yeah. I'm assuming DAZN told Triple G, if you fight Canelo, this is going to be your bonus money for fighting Canelo. Oh, I don't want to give it to him. It's not for you to say, Canelo. You, you got your money. Let him get his money. There's no... There's, there should be nothing holding this fight back. Mm-hmm. Just get in the ring and get at it. Yeah, but he, again, he doesn't see it that way. He feels like he's a bigger name. I'm going to provide you the money. In some fucking some, some form way. I don't know. Does it... Uh, let me say, does this hurt Canelo being in the zone? Because can he... It really does. Can, I don't can, remember this shit can, can, he fl- can he flaunt the A-side stuff to anybody now? Like someone, like, someone like okay. Let me rephrase that. Can he yeah. can he flex his A side against fighters that have guaranteed contract with the zone? Like Triple G, Triple G is guaranteed a hundred million dollars six fights, and I'm assuming inside inside that he has bonuses and incentives for fighting certain fighters. You know that's a good fucking question. You can't you can't string him along like you did in the second fight. Because remember, remember the second fight. All the negotiations, Triple G wanted 50-50, or he wanted a 60-40, or 65-45 split. Remember how they wanted to do it? Yeah. Or a 65, uh, 60-35 split, or however the 65-35, however the split was, remember? That's how they were doing it. Here, can, I, from the looks of it, they wouldn't be able to do that here with Triple G. Triple G's guaranteed his money through the zone. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I said, there probably is an incentive here, like, hey, if you fight Canelo, yeah, must be. this is what you... This is how much uh, more money you're going to get if you fight guys like Canelo, Andre, Charlo, or anybody in the middleweight division that we would want you to fight. Mm-hmm. So you're not able to ragdoll Triple G in the negotiations table because what else is there to negotiate? Wait, Triple G just fought a 164, so weight classes, uh, catch weight's not going to be an issue for Triple G. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, titles? What? You're the franchise champion, you can do whatever you want. Uh-huh. WBA doesn't seem to be interfering in with you. IBF is basically going to give you, is telling you you're going to have to defend your title sooner or later now against the mandatory or get stripped. So, what's the issue? Again, this is me throwing it out there. What is the issue now? And is is fighting get fighters who are guaranteed their contracts a bad move for Canelo and Goldberg because they have no leverage anymore? Because you can't say I'm the A side. Okay, good for you, but I'm already guaranteed my money. I don't give <sighs> shit. That's crazy. It's no, but what do you think though? I don't think he. Can, I think that's why they don't want to deal with Triple G because you can't ragdoll him around in the negotiation table like you did before. Yeah, I, I, it's funny that that never occurred to me because you're right. Like they can, they can negotiate some something like that because yeah, you have your guaranteed money, I have my guaranteed money, and you're and you're right. I think that that could be something that I don't. What do you want to call it? An ego fucking problem right there. I, I think it bugged him. Like I can't, I can't be too much in control of this. Besides, Which is a pretty stupid besi- fucking thing. Besides Triple G saying, I don't want to fight in Vegas, what else is there to negotiate about? 
weight. The weight's not an issue for neither fighter. No, weight's not an issue. Uh, so money's not really much men, of an issue. The only thing is the, lo- the location, but if fucking, you know, Jerry Jones and Dallas says, hey, I'll host you guys. <laughs> Why not? Third fight in a stadium? Not bad. Mm-hmm. The zone, not would, bad go, zone would go for it right away. Oh, fuck yeah. Triple G, even said, stadium, Triple G yeah. even said anywhere but Vegas. Really? Oh, you know what? I, I did, yeah. He no. did say anywhere but Vegas. I do want to fight in New York. Um, I don't know if he mentioned any other place, but I do remember he, he mentioned that New York would be fine. He so, would really love to have the fight, the third fight in New York. So, I mean, to me, I, I, and, I, I, and my thing was Triple G should have been the obvious pick. And I, think, been, yeah. and I think it was obvious for them. I just think they don't want to. And I'm no. starting to get the feeling is because they can't ragdoll in negotiations here. That's my opinion. If anybody disagrees with me, below the description of this episode is all social platforms you can find us. And you can chew me out and call me an idiot for thinking the way I'm thinking. But again, if you're tuning in, you guys are hearing my stupid bow, rambling about this. Is that I believe they can't ragdoll him. I Do I believe they wanted to fight Kovalev? Yes. Do I think they offered Kovalev what they thought was fair money? Yes. But you're making Kovalev come down and wait. And don't give me this bullshit. Oh, he's fighting a light heavyweight. No, 170 is not a light heavyweight, sir. 175 is the light heavyweight limit. No, what he's trying to do is fight at a catchweight that benefits him and does not benefit the the champion, which is Kovalev. If you're going to move up in weight, move up in weight. You did it for you did it for Rocky Fielding. You couldn't do it for Kovalev? Exactly. Get out of here with that. Super Canelo weight, light heavyweight Canelo weight. <laughs> Come on. Could he have fought Callum Smith? Yes. Hey, yeah. They could have done that. Would we have kind of shed out a little bit? A little bit. Could he have fought Billy Joe Sanders? I think that would have been a great fight to watch. Yeah. There's, there, there's genuine animosity between them two because Sanders talked shit and then he got popped for the fucking... Yeah, yeah. So there's there's something between them that I feel that... And Billy Joe Sanders is kind of like the Tyson Fury of the that weight division. He'll just shit talk anybody. Um... Demetrius Andrade, you even said yourself, he didn't even break a sweat in this 12-round decision yeah. win. He could be ready. He could, yeah. He could have been ready for the time. Triple G didn't even break a sweat. He could be ready. Yeah. Charlo, you know, had a rough time, but I don't, you know, be, oh, no, his his hand, I don't know. We don't even, oh, I don't even, there we go. I don't know about his hand, but, I mean, yeah. let's just say it wasn't a big deal. Charlo would have taken the fight, even if it meant fighting one, one-handed. He would have done it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard about the comments that uh, Abel Sanchez made about you know the potential fight of Canelo versus uh, Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, he said that Kovalev would get knocked out by Canelo Alvarez to the body. Yeah, <laughs> and he says well, that yeah, and, and and Abel Sanchez is now saying that Canelo was a pretty good fighter against Triple G in those two fights. Yeah, I think is Abel trying to be part of Team Canelo? Hey man, you fuck if he does, you called it. <laughs> yeah, come on, Canelo. I think you mentioned it. Huh? Come on, I need, I need a job. <laughs> Triple G left me. Joe Joyce left me. Yeah, I need a I job. Need, I need to be the water boy. <laughs> I, need, I need a water boy. <laughs> wow. But, uh, okay. Let's just well, ballpark fucking uh, allude to something here. Who do you think he fights in DC? You think we both agree he's going to fight in December, probably. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I see. I see December. Okay, by that time, Andre, uh, Andre's free. Hopefully, Andre, uh, free. Charlo's free. Triple G's gonna be free. Kovalev should be free if he went if he gets past 
uh, Anthony Arndt, uh, Jaime Munguia might, uh, might change our minds as a possible challenger to Canelo if he fights in the next couple months. Brian, who is the most logical fight that you think in December for Canelo? Because remember, the reason they're holding off September now, because they're going to look for the biggest opponent for the biggest, for the opponent. biggest event. What is it? Okay. Now, if I'm, if I'm trying to think like Oscar, in terms of biggest event, either... A logic that I think all of us is thinking him fighting uh, Dimitri Andre, or the other big fight that Oscar seems like wants to get is probably a possible fight against Sergey Kovalev. Those are the two opponents I can think that might be possible for December. So you think Dimitri Andre and Sergey Kovalev? Yes. If he's talking big, then to me, that's what he might be talking about. All right, another unification for the middleweight title, or. Canelo goes up to 175 and fights uh, the Crusher Kovalev. That's just my opinion. That's not bad. Um, I don't think he fights Demetrius Andre though. You had the opportunity, man. Like they and, did. And, they and, really and, did. And, and again, and, and I don't know what's going on. I'm going by what I read that the Zone gave him an ultimatum: Triple G or Kovalev. Kovalev. Kovalev doesn't look like he doesn't want to fight him, but he doesn't look like he does want to fight him. It's with Kovalev. It's if the money is right. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Yeah. Demetrius Andre, the money's right, but I want the opportunity to fight the face of boxing. I don't think they go against Demetrius Andre. I've always said he's a dark horse in the middleweight division. Nobody, no one's, gonna, no one's gonna want to touch this kid right now. Then what the fuck is gonna be the excuse? Then him saying that he wants to unify the belt. I think. I think. From, I think from here to December. I wouldn't be surprised if Golden Boy Promotions comes out on a on a on a on a, on a publicity tour, trying to force Triple G, trying to force the casual fans and the boxing fans to force Triple G to fight Demetrius Andre and then get the win in December. Wow. I would not be surprised. They tried doing that. Remember when the the announced Triple G was coming back, and they you know they said well you know Triple G needs a needs a belt to fight. Him. And that was when that was when Triple G that's when Canelo owned the WBC, the WBA, IBF title. Like I just said right now, earlier, he's no longer the full-time middleweight champion for the WBC. He's a franchise champion. IBF's about to strip him any day now because I doubt that they're going to fight Dermachenko because the biggest fight isn't against Dermachenko. No offense to him. Um, WBA, I don't know. They they keep making the regular and super-duper quadruple champions. I don't know. Yeah. They might make another title just to keep Canelo as the WBA champion. Um I don't think they're going to go to Demetrius Andre because it doesn't make sense to get another title belt when you when you don't own the IBF anymore by December and when you're no longer the uh, the WBC champion and a full-time champion in middleweight. Um, I think Kovalev's still in the running. I think they might sweeten the pot and give him more money depending how he looks against uh, Anthony Yard on August 24th. Uh, I think his, uh, his other option... I think, he, uh, it's, yeah, Ko- Kovalev won... I think his other option is Callum Smith. They keep that name always keeps bouncing around, but I think Callum Smith. And yeah. I, I think they're going to tease it as, oh, Canelo's going to go to the UK. He's going to fight in Wembley Stadium. No, Canelo's going to be like Oscar. De- Canelo's going to be like Oscar and Floyd. They're never going to leave Vegas. Yeah, never. I don't see them leaving. They're never. Um, let me rephrase that because he did go to the, he did go to, to MSG. He's never going to leave the United States. Yeah, there we go. Maybe back to Mexico, but yeah, I don't think he'll I don't think he's going to go to Mexico. There's, really? I don't think he is. Maybe, you don't see him maybe, going at least for his last fight. I think, I think, for, I think if he does a farewell tour, like, it is my la- I'm almost done with my contract, and 
I'm gonna do a Ford fight in a, a, you know Azteca Stadium. Yeah, but uh, as as of right now, no, I don't see him doing it in the next couple of years. Um, so my by uh, if I if I were to choose, Canelo Smith and Sergey Kovalev are the two front are the two runners for the Canelo sweepstakes for um, December. I don't think they're gonna fight Triple G. They they could they have the opportunity. Oscar and Canelo have the opportunity to book this fight for September. You know, you, we both agree there's no need for the there is need for the promotion, but not too much. Not one too pre, much. one press tour in LA and that's it. And you know, just you know, remind fans of the last two fights and do a couple video blogs and you know do 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 better in promoting the fight for the casual fans. But the fight, the third fight, sells it sells itself because of how good the last two fights were. Yeah. So I don't think Triple G, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see Triple G until next year against Canelo. Yeah, it's a possibility. I do see him fighting uh, later this year. Oh, Triple G! I think I think right? now that he, now that he knows he's not gonna get the the Canelo fight in September, Triple G needs to stay busy for another time. Yeah. Now here, like now November. here's the funny thing is we're we gonna run into the same roadblock with Triple G where the zone tells him, hey, we don't want you to fight another fucking um. Uh, damn, what was his name? What was that guy's name? <laughs> Yeah, me too. But yeah, uh, let me look it up. But is he gonna hit the same roadblock when they tell him we don't want you to fight that guy? I think they might. I think they're gonna tell him. All right, we're gonna need you to fight a good, decent opponent. Somebody. Looking it maybe up. Maybe Demetrius Andre. Maybe uh, I don't know. Somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm trying Jerome to. Charlo. Somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Damn it! What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, Steve Rolls. Steve Rolls, there we go. I mean, that's the thing. So, like I said, Triple G just Triple G is gonna have to find an opponent. And if I'm Triple G's team, keep him active. Triple G's not a guy that you want to keep inactive because his style doesn't suit him to be inactive. He needs to yeah. stay active. So, but are we gonna hit? Are we gonna end up clicking on the clicking on sport on boxing news or file boxing scene and read an article saying the zone is forcing Triple G to fight? Like I'll throw a name. Let's say. Either Jaime Munguia or Demetrius Andre, because they don't want him. They don't want another Steve Rolls opponent. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna have the same thing where Triple G goes? Well, I can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fight until I find the biggest fight available for myself. I think it's best, man. Just keep keep busy. Keep fucking busy, man. Find some find an opponent. Uh, I. I look. I I'm gonna throw my 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 future seeing hat on. I think we're gonna have the same thing happen with Triple G. I think Triple G for sure is gonna fight is gonna is gonna fight this year. Not against Canelo. He's probably gonna fight in September or end of September. Probably a, no. He's gonna probably fight in September. Watch. He's probably gonna book a fight at the end of September. He's gonna fight September 14. Oh, imagine he does. Oh my God! Imagine. Comes out with Mexican music and all that. I would. Take back the date, right? Um, I think he does. I think he fights. I don't know about September, but I think he fights. But I think I would not be surprised if we hear the rumors or in innuendo that the zone's giving him an ultimatum as well too, because the zone yeah. can't be paying these guys high level money exactly. if they're just giving us a Rocky Fielding, Steve Rose type of fight. Uh-huh. You know, gotta give him something. Exactly, it has to be something. It has to be something worth. You know them saying, "Okay, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth signing this person. It was worth giving him this amount of amount of money." Right now, in the meantime, right now, as we talk, it doesn't look that way. I'm sure the zone is like, "What the fuck did we just do?" 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's continue with other news. Uh, but I have, hold on. Give my spot back. I'm trying to look for it. All right, a couple days ago, well, yesterday, it was announced that, oh, it, Amir Khan publicly announced that he has made a deal for November 8th in Saudi Arabia, Arabia to fight Manny Pacquiao. And this is coming off his uh, fourth round demolition of former featherweight world champion Billy Dibb. Brian, I, I, I posted the question on our Instagram page. Has Amir Khan taken too many shots to the head? Because the, la- the last time I checked, Pacquiao's fighting this weekend. And unless Amir Khan knows the outcome of this fight, how can you book a fight against a fighter that hasn't even finished his own fight on Saturday? Because I doubt that Manny Pacquiao agreed to fight Amir Khan not knowing what... Unless he knows. And if that's the case, there's corruption in boxing. What? First, I did say that. How the fuck does Manny believe that he's going to win? But then I realized, wait, this is probably some all some bullshit that Amir Khan is saying, and Manny probably has nothing to do with it. I'm pretty sure he's all like, wait, what? I'm, I'm fighting later this year? Against who? So... Yeah, I, I did say that too. I don't know how many fucking times he got in the head, how many times he got knocked down. Um, and, and then I just laughed and just kept going because all he's doing right now is he's just opening his mouth and doing the usual. So I remember the last time they announced apparently that, oh, they're going to fight later this year. Well, that, that was like three years ago, I think. Both maybe. guys even started putting posters out there. Yeah. And that's until Bob Aaron goes, there's no Saudi money. <laughs> there's some guy that says he has money, but he don't have no money. There ain't no fucking fight. Exactly. So, I didn't believe it. I just shrugged it off. I go, yeah, this is not happening. I'm sure Pacquiao has nothing to do with it. He probably doesn't even know this is happening. Yeah. So, I said, I I, I don't believe nothing what he says. Uh, I'm trying to find... And I, I had a, a quote from one of Manny, uh, Manny Pacquiao's team. Uh, here we go. So, this was from... Boo Boy. <laughs> no, Boo Boy, no. Uh, okay. Fred... Sternberg, Sternberg, Pacquiao spokesperson declared to the BBC Sports that Pacquiao has not signed any contract and that both camps haven't even been discussed. What did he say? Michael Benson put, Amir Khan responds to Manny Pacquiao's denial. If it's not done, I'm not the one that's going to be looking stupid. Super Boxing League says they have signatures. I'm going to be fighting regardless in, in November 8th. Hopefully, it's going to be against Manny Pacquiao. What the Here's Khan's response. I'm obviously not being told that the fight's done and um, don't want to be saying things up. If it's not done, then I'm the one that's going to be looking stupid. So, um, they've said they've got signatures. Super Boxing League says they have signatures. Uh, the fight's been signed and it's been agreed by Manny's lawyers and his ad- advisor. So that's, uh, I'm a fighter in the day. Look, my job is to train hard, work hard, and um, be ready for the fight. So this is what I'm being told. So fingers crossed it is Manny Pacquiao. We wish him all the very best in the Keith Thurman fight. And hopefully once that fight's completed, uh, there might be an announcement from Manny Pacquiao. Uh, but like I said, I am going to be fighting regardless in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, on the, uh, in, in November the 8th. So um, stay tuned in for more information. And Yeah, we're not going to stay tuned. Yeah, no. <laughs> Brian. I'm Tony out, yeah. 
Is he delusional? Like he's saying, he's, he's, he's saying, he's saying that people have told him that Manny signed, and that he would not say that unless it was true, because he doesn't want to look stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. Congratulations, you look fucking stupid. Congratulations, right now on social you, media. Congratulations, you played yourself. What'd you say? Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Congratulations, you just played yourself. Ellie Setback spoke to Manny Pacquiao, and Manny denied uh, it, laughing and saying, maybe he's talking about some other Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm sure Manny's like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm fighting in November? Yeah, no. I would have be- believed it. No, no, I'm sorry. I would not believe this. I would have entertained this if he was signed to top rank still, because, again, Brian is correct. Three years ago... Amir mm-hmm. Khan and Manny Pacquiao supposedly agreed to fight in Saudi Arabia. No, was it Saudi Arabia? Uh, no, it was um, Dubai. I, Dubai. I, Saudi I, I Arabia, Dubai. 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 They were gonna fight in Dubai. That there was a Saudi billion oil oil billionaire that was offering him a shit ton of money for this fight to be held in Dubai, and that both guys agreed. And Pacquiao agreed, and Khan agreed. And they both started they both started putting these fake posters up. You know, Photoshop posters of them fighting, saying, hey, fight to be announced soon. Fight to be announced soon. And then fucking the Bob Father came out, and I'm going to use my Bob Father voice, saying, it ain't going to happen. There ain't no fucking fight. There ain't no Saudi money. And instead, Pacquiao fought Jeff Horn, and I guess the rest is history. Um, yeah. Again, I would have believed it because I think Pacquiao would have been dumb enough to do that the same thing again. But now you're with Al Heyman. He's making uh, he's making good money. He made good money against Broner. I believe he's making good money in the Sturman fight. Yeah. Why subject yourself to fight Amir Khan? Because I'm sorry, no one taking Amir Khan seriously in, in the welterweight division. Nobody. No. Because we talked about it. Because Khan can't con himself into another big fight anymore. Because fighting Billy Dib it doesn't doesn't award you a Manny Pacquiao fight. Nope. 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 And if anybody in this sh- anybody who's listening believes that Amir Khan be beating Billy Dib, former featherweight champion Billy Dib, guarantees him a Pacquiao fight, I wish for you to email me why <laughs> Manny Pacquiao should fight Amir Khan after that performance against Billy Dib. Exactly. I agree. If he beats a guy like Keith Thurman, why the fuck would he fight Exactly. Why would you fight Amir Khan? First of all, Brian, we've talked about this, you know, before. But I'll ask it again. Where does Amir Khan get this, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the biggest attraction out here. Like, if this was four years ago when he was fucking running rampant through the 140 division, I would have been like, you know, he's a rising star. He's the next A-side. You know, he's there. But he has slowly declined, not only in skill, but in star power and popularity. You've become a meme in boxing. Yeah. You've become a highlight reel for the likes of Canelo Alvarez, Danny Garcia, Terrence Crawford, which I don't think Terrence Crawford would even be proud of that type of highlight. But... It's going to be a, the dick shot heard around the world. But I say it again, and I use his name in a, in a, in a very pun way. Khan cannot con himself into another big fight. So where does he get in his mind that he's a big deal 
that people are going to want to see him again. Because I don't want to see him fight anymore. I don't want to see him fight anybody. He's not a threat. He's not. That's the, see, that, again, like, I, uh, as, as I mentioned just like a minute ago that I was trying to say, like, we talked about this, especially right after the Terrence Crawford fight. After that fight, it, I think it was just that half fight for sure right there. No arguments. It's official. Nobody wants to see him anymore. Because he's not a threat anymore. If he fights, you know, a, a guy like, you know, if, if he gets a rematch with Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, it, it won't feel, you know, a, a, it won't feel like it's going to be very competitive. He's not a threat anymore. And you know what the problem is with Amir Khan, man? He, he's, for years, he's still living in his own fucking world, man. He still thinks that he's one of the biggest attractions right now. He still thinks that he can make any boxer good money. He His name is enough to make, uh, to make an attraction. That's his problem. He's living in his own fucking bubble, man. And again, that's what I'm saying. Delusional. You're right. He is living in the bubble because maybe four years ago, uh-huh. he was an attraction. Because, you know, the fights the fights against uh, fights against Maidana, the fight against Peterson, you know, we're putting him on the map. Come on. It wasn't that long ago we were considering him fighting Floyd Mayweather and we were thinking, damn. That would be a good fight. Con speed and aggressiveness against Mayweather's defense. But Con didn't get it because he got knocked out by Danny Garcia. And then he came back and, and he was doing good. He fought Luis Colazo. He fought John, was it not John Molina, Carlos Molina. He was getting, he was rebuilding his career back. And he fought after the Devin Alexander fight, he looked good. He looked like shit. He could be a major threat in the welterweight division. But whoever was advising Amir Khan told him, hey, don't fight nobody else. Let's wait until Floyd picks us. And you and and Floyd entertained it by saying, hey, I'm going to put a poll up. Anybody who votes, I'll fight. <laughs> and Mer- Amir Khan whored himself on social media to get voted. And yeah, he won on, he won on one poll. But Floyd, yeah, didn't, did. Floyd never picked him. Nope. Okay, I'm going to go across the street. Maybe Manny will pick me. Okay. Of course, top rank and Pacquiao, Pacquiao uh, propaganda. Oh, we're gonna we want to fight the best, and they would throw out the biggest names out there at the moment. And Amir Khan's name would be thrown out there. So Khan's going, I'm not gonna fight nobody. Pacquiao's gonna pick me. Pacquiao never picked you, and he did that for the last three years, <laughs> where he he stalled his career, jumping back and forth, thinking he was gonna get picked by Pacquiao or Mayweather. And instead, they never picked them. And do you feel that... Now, here's my... And I, I'm just thought about this right now. Do you believe that that's what caused the delusion that he felt, I'm the most avoided fighter because neither, the, <laughs> neither, neither man wants to fight me? Well, when you put it that way, uh, that could be a stupid fucking reason that he, he, he thinks that way. Yeah, yeah. Because I come, think you're right. <laughs> he stalled his own career waiting for the Mayweather call. He waited... Uh, Waited on his bedside for Floyd Mayweather to call him. Going, hey, you ready for September? He was waiting for the international call from the Philippines. You know, for Manny Pacquiao. Are you ready? He waited. He 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 took a tune-up with Chris Algieri and, and said, "Yeah, okay, fuck it. I'm not gonna fight nobody because I don't want to get hurt." And waited. Uh-huh. And then said, "Fuck it. I'm gonna go fight Canelo." And then they, they somehow fucked him and told him, hey, you got to move up and wait. No rehydration clause. And he got the shit knocked out of him. 
But he still wait after that. He still waited for the Mayweather and Pacquiao tickets. He to this day he's waiting for Mayweather and Pacquiao to call him up. Is this is does this the delusion? And what do you say to to those people? Because I, I've heard a couple people, especially the, the people I worked with, you know, you know, back in Santa Maria, right? Uh, I've I've asked you know this question. What do you say to those to those people that you know still ask that question? Why didn't he pick them then? Who didn't pick him? Pacquiao, Mayweather. Mostly Mayweather. They're like, why didn't he pick him anyways? I mean, guys have speed. Why didn't he pick him anyways? He think he think that other other fighters had a bigger. How do you say? To me, because I I I, I want to hear your answer, but me in my opinion, he probably didn't pick up because he felt like he's just he it didn't fit the because we know that he the people that he chose Floyd he knew that if I pick this person, a lot of people are gonna believe that this person's gonna beat me. He's perfect. I don't know if Floyd felt that. I'd like to think that Floyd looked at him and goes, "No, not enough. People are still gonna doubt him." Floyd had a formula and a way of picking right? opponents. He picked you. Mm-hmm. When you had the high, when you got the biggest win of your career, exactly. There we go. Um, uh, Robert Guerrero's biggest win was beat, beating a uh, one-sided uh, beatdown of Andre Berto. Andre Berto, yep. Uh, Marcos Maidana was the the Adrian beating Adrian Broner. Thank you. Oh no! And then the other before him, he knocked. I think his last, his so his last four fights before yeah, uh, Floyd, them, he knocked out bet, three out of the four. But his biggest win was against Broner. Remember once that? against Broner. Yes. Canelo, his biggest win. Was against Austin Trout Austin that legitimized Trout. him as a real threat. He was yeah. a real fighter to to uh, to to casual fans who didn't know who he was. Kind of, um, Floyd, um, Floyd Mayweather picked Shane Mosley after the Margarito win. Cotto after the Margarito win. Um, <laughs> uh, he picked opponents, and it was only until the end when he picked Andre Berto that it didn't matter anymore. Because you know, I'm, I'm fucking done. I made all the money, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. But Floyd had a kind of like a criteria. You have to have the biggest win under your belt, and it has to be and it has to be relative because Floyd, Floyd and Team Mayweather were smart to know. It isn't what you've done; it's what you've done for me lately, and what lately. people and what people remember. Khan beating Maidana. It was a perfect opportunity for him to get the Floyd fight. Instead, he took the Peterson fight. Okay, he didn't win; he lost. Why would Floyd pick him if he lost against Peterson? Controversially or not, he lost. Okay. You fought Danny Garcia. You got knocked out. Why would Mayweather want to fight you after you just got knocked out? It's already bad enough. People think Floyd's a cherry picker. This would be the biggest cherry he'd pick. Yep. Okay. He comes back, fights Carlos Molina. Carlos Molina's a lightweight moving up to welterweight. Why would I want to fight a guy that just beat up a lightweight? Okay. He fought... uh, who did he fight after that? Luis Colazzo. Okay. Luis Colazzo was a good journeyman, good uh, gatekeeper of the welterweight division, but it doesn't bring a wow factor. The Devin Alexander fight brought a lot of attention, but by that time, Devin Alexander wasn't the same fighter. He was at 140, so it wasn't that big. Now, if Khan fought Thurman or fought somebody notable... In, in, in the casual fans, and I'm not saying the boxing fans, and the boxing fans, what are you trying to say? These guys? No, I'm not trying to say these fighters weren't named, well, no names, but to the casual. Floyd wanted to attract the casual fans because if you could perform, if your biggest win was talked about by the boxing fans and casual fans, you guaranteed them a, paper, you guaranteed them a good pay-per-view numbers. Yep. Khan didn't bring any of that to the table. 
is what I'm basically trying to say. And I think I just ran like 10 minutes on this. Khan didn't bring that to the table. So people go, why didn't he fight Khan? I don't think he fought Khan because Khan didn't bring nothing to the table besides a good fan base that follows him. Because, you know, he's he's a Muslim, you know, from, you know, Arab, you know, uh, Persian descent. But yep. he doesn't have a notable win under his belt. Never did. So why? So why? Why would Floyd have fought him? Why would Floyd choose to fight him if he didn't have a notable win? And I think that's why he never fought him. I don't think that Floyd was scared. And I think, I I, I think I would have loved to have seen the fight. I think uh, Floyd is a master of timing. And if anybody seen Khan, as long as you can time Khan coming in and out, you you having a good time with him. You know, Danny Garcia proved it. Chris Algieri, who doesn't pack a punch, even proved it. He timed the right, he landed the right hand, and it buckled Khan. I did. Canelo Alvarez flatlined him. Um, uh, Terrence Crawford beat him up because he he figured out what every other every opponent he's lost to figured out. He doesn't have a chin, and all you gotta do is time that time his aggression pretty good. <laughs> so, what do you think a master defender like Floyd was gonna do? Who? I think we, we, we kind of, we panther Floyd as, oh, he was always a defensive-minded fighter. But when Floyd wanted to let his hands go, he let his hands go. So what do you think he was going to do against a guy he knew that had a glass chin? I think, I'm not going to say he, he would have knocked out Amir Khan, but I think he would have wobbled Khan a couple times already. And then, of course, he would never got the credit because then the people, oh, he, he beat up a guy with a glass he chin. He beat him with a glass chin. So, but again, I'm not going to go into that because that's going into a no, rabbit, yeah, yeah. That's going into a rabbit hole you. of like, oh, you know, uh, Floyd versus Khan. What would have happened? No, no, that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go into. But if you ask, you asked me originally, the original question was, why do I think Floyd never picked him? Was because of that. Why Manny never picked um, Amir Khan? I have no, re- I have no clue why. Um, I feel uh, Bob. I feel that Bob Barham didn't didn't care because I think uh, during the height of Pacquiao's. Uh, uh, Pac-mania. It didn't matter who Pacquiao fought. It was just, you wanted to see the Pacquiao experience. And I don't know why they never wanted to fight Amir Khan. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because the the rumors were they they sparred and uh, Khan got the best of many Pacquiao on occasions. But here was the thing that kind of uh, kind of like stopped everything. Yeah, Khan was faster. Khan was aggressive than Pacquiao. But when Pacquiao smacked Khan around, it was over. Yeah, I've heard that rumor that, uh, yeah, Kong gave uh, Manny problems, but at the very end, Manny got the best of him. Yeah, when he finally landed a good clean one on him, yeah. that was it. <laughs> which, which that one, yeah, for sure, I agree. I was like, I don't know why. Manny, I don't know. Floyd kind of knew why he didn't do it. I just want to know your opinion. But Manny, yeah, that was kind of a mystery. Like, oh, why not? But for, for now, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Back then, yeah, like three, four, five years ago, yeah, that would have been nice. But now, no. Do not want to see that fight. There's no need to. No need for the fight. No need. All right. So we're almost into the hour mark, and we've talked Canelo. We talked uh, Mir Khan, and Khan talked about Pacquiao. So who we're going to talk about next is Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. So this is the last part of the show, and this is our prediction episode, prediction uh, segment. So uh, throw the soundtrack. I mean, pop up the cassette tape, plug it in, press play. This is our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Prediction time, folks. Yeah, pain. 
this Saturday night, Las Vegas, Nevada, MGM Grand. It is a former eight division. No, former. It is the eight division world champion, uh, the senator of the Philippines, Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao, taking on uh, former unified world champ, uh, former unified and current WBA welterweight champion Keith One Time Thurman. Um, before we talk about the predictions, I want to go into what uh, these guys have been saying about each other going into this fight. Um, Brian, we talked about Floyd right now and Floyd yeah. Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao at age 42 still looking to get that Floyd rematch. Um, it doesn't escape Manny's mouth every time of his desire to get the rematch. Should he just give up on looking for that rematch? It just uh, focus, yes. Focus on the question. And focus on the new breed. Yeah, yes. For, for for the for the rematch for Floyd Manny, stop. Exactly. I think he should stop. It's not it's not gonna happen anymore. Floyd's right now enjoying his retirement, so he should just let that go. But yes, he should be focusing on right now in the future. He should be focusing on his fight against Keith Thurman, and his fight after that. Depending on when wins, if he wins or loses, he should focus on that. I think so too. Um... What do you think of the promotion of going into this fight? I think it's been really. Uh, I think Fox has done a really good job promoting this fight. Uh, I just saw the face, the face to face, on YouTube. Really great. The way it was well produced. Um, you could feel the. Uh, I could feel the Keith is trying to get on the Pacquiao's skin. Yeah. Especially Keith is doing a good job making Bible references, saying that I'm gonna crucify you. <laughs> that, just like Jesus Christ, you're not gonna get resurrected, and people are gonna remember you and quote you. Just like you do in the Bible, um, Pacquiao just shrubs it off. Doesn't bother him. But if anybody knows Pacquiao, it doesn't bother him. But when he's in the ring, he makes you pay for it. Yep. What do you, again? I know I asked you two separate questions, but uh-huh. if you can answer them, what do you think of the promotion of how it's being promoted for this fight, and what do you think of all those comments that Thurman, more Thurman than Pacquiao, are doing yeah. to to promote this fight? Well, the promotion is really... I think it's good. Decent. Good, decent amount of promotion. So, I, I, I will give them, you know, pretty good... I'll give them credit for it. They're doing a pretty good job. Um, Thurman, just opening his mouth. He's just doing everything he can, yes, to piss off Manny Pacquiao. And, I mean, he's he's throwing everything. I think even including the kitchen sink. He's, he's throwing everything. He's making fun of the way he spars. You know, the way he, you know, he throws his hands. Um, he's going everywhere. He's mentioning anything he can to piss him off, to get any reaction out of Manny. But we all know that you're not going to get much out of reaction of Manny Pacquiao. You're mostly going to get it in the ring. That so is when he's going to show up. Yeah, yeah he's going to show so up. So here, here's a comment by Manny Pacquiao talking about how mad he was about the crucifixion comment. Yeah, damn it, hold on. I think uh, the one that gave me more, inspired me, is, uh, motivate me is... Uh, the one he said that um, he's going to crucify me. What? Crucify me. Yeah. Was that, was that over? Why? Why did that particular line bother you? I mean, um, well, I just want to prove something. I just want to change the I So, horrible audio. Uh, but he got a He said that if there was one thing that from all the comments, Keith has said it wasn't about calling him a T-Rex hand. It goes, <laughs> it wasn't that. It, it, it wasn't the fact that he says he's going to knock me out. 
it's the fact that he said he's gonna crucify me in front of my family is what actually I think he said that crossed the line. Um, is it that too far? I'm not a religious man myself, but is yeah. that, do you yeah. think that's too far right there? Like I'm gonna crucify you in front of your family, or uh, I know what I know what Thurman's trying to get him. I think Thurman's trying to get this aggressive Pacquiao out because I think um, if I'm I know I know I'm giving my predict my analytic prediction here. But uh, I feel that he's trying to get Pacquiao to come at him aggressively because exactly. we saw what an aggressive uh, Pacquiao does. Caution to the wind, and when he does that, he opens himself up for a nice counter right hand. The same counter right hand that Juan Manuel Marcus landed to end the rivalry. So uh-huh. I can see that Thurman is just trying to pick at him. And instead of going the route of what every fighter has done, I'm going to knock you out, Manny. I'm going to knock you out. You bring the fact you bring up his religion because he's a devout Christian. He's a very devout religious man. Yeah. You bring that up to him. And, and you saw the interview, right? The face to face. He looked like he was getting upset when he was talking about religion to him. Which uh, you asked me, is it too far? And for someone who is very religious, Manny, by the way, Manny Pack is very religious. You saying that to him? uh, Yeah, that is just a bit far. I, it is, but it is a bit far, and it's a bit fucking far from Keith. Um, but is it? Is it taste- again, I don't think it's that everything. tasteless, though. I think it's just oh, okay. I mean, yeah, he could have gotten worse. But I just felt like yeah, he crossed the line for a bit, just a little bit. All right, here's I, a I, here's a sample from Keith Thurman. Sorry, Brian. And you know, I've been saying it over and over again, but don't be surprised if Manny Pacquiao goes night night. Thank you so much. So both guys, more Thurman, I, I feel, is is really doing all the smack talking. Pacquiao's never been known as a smack talker. Um, but the promotion's been pretty good. The whole face-off, they're putting on YouTube. Um, I think Fox pay-per-view's doing a really good job. I see this. I see a lot of people talking about this fight going into this weekend right now. Yep. Oh yeah, the, and I didn't see I didn't see this type of talk for the Broner fight. I saw this more. I'm seeing this now. It's only Wednesday night, and I'm sorry. And, I, and my coworkers who aren't boxing fans are starting to talk about it. Like, hey, are you gonna watch Pacquiao fight? Hey, who do you got for Pacquiao? You're starting to see the promotion ramp up more. Starting to pick up, and with you know days away from 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 the fight, and that's a good sign. When you're starting to get casual fans to talk about this, yeah, it is a good sign. It is a good sign when when you have them talking about it. Because they might do good numbers. Who knows? They might do good. Do good. What, what, what's your prediction on that? What do you think the pay per view buys for that fight would be? Uh, you know, we you know lately with pay per views, uh, I, I I don't I can just never see it ever, not for a long time, uh, to ever see make like eight hundred nine hundred thousand buys for sure. So I'm gonna say a good. Maybe five hundred, six hundred thousand buys. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I want to say a good six fifty. Six fifty. Six fifty for this fight. I, I don't. I don't see anything else going up, uh, going above that. Yeah. All right. We've had time. We had time to think. We've had time to ponder. Fans are itching to hear what you have to say and what I have to say. So Brian. This Saturday night, MGM Grand, welterweight titles. 
you got this regular champion, super champion of the WBA going after each other. Don't ask me why they're they're both WBA champions. I'm not going to answer that. Brian, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. what is your prediction for this Saturday night? You know, for I'm, I'm going to say it when the fight was announced and maybe the feeling would change, but it has not changed. When that fight was announced, my gut feeling, man, just kept in. I'm still saying that. Just my gut feeling. I'm, I'm going for Manny. I, I think Manny takes it this uh, this this week. Really? You're, you're... I think, yeah, I, I think Manny Pacquiao takes it. Um, because I, I, I know, yes, I know the, the people that Manny fought, uh, the last couple of opponents that he fought, and I know the last uh, opponents that Keith Thurman has fought. You know, Keith, look, obviously, he. I don't. I, I don't want to say. Do want to say like his Keith's resume looked better? He fought, you know, back to back, you know, great fighters, especially in his division. Um, but at the very end, just part of me just feels like when when Pacquiao and Thurman get in the ring, why do I feel by the end of the twelfth round, Manny will just get the best of Keith Thurman? Hmm. Right, so looking- That's the best way. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. For me to describe what I think is gonna happen uh, this Saturday and what and, and and that's the best way of how I've been uh, I've been feeling since they made the announcement all the way to now. So I'm, I'm looking. The first at... thing I said, Manny wins it, and I, I I just think he's gonna he's gonna get the best out of it. Really? Yes. So I'm Good looking. Fight. I'm looking at the um his last six fights. No, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah, his last six fights. So it's oh, this is the last six fights. So unanimous decision loss to Floyd Mayweather. Unanimous decision win against Timothy Bradley. Mm-hmm. Unanimous decision win against Jesse Vargas. He lost against Jeff Horn. TKO'd Lucas Matisse. And he beat Adrian Broner this, uh, this past January. This, uh, this this January, he beat him. So, yeah. he's basically two two and four in his mm-hmm. last six fights. Yeah. Two and four in his last six fights. So, I'm going to go to Keith Thurman real quick. So, cause I I want to see if maybe your 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 uh, thought changes. So one, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this is last um, Keith Thurman's last six fights. Leonard Bundu unanimous decision. Robert Guerrero unanimous decision. Uh, uh, Luis Calazo technical knockout. Sean Porter unanimous decision. Danny Garcia unanimous decision. Jose Cito Lopez majority decision. Pacquiao's last six fights look a little bit better in resume wise. Besides, mm-hmm. besides Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, the rest of the guys are pretty good. But I think the top of the division are these guys. But if you look at Manny's last six opponents, you got Broner. Well, I don't know about Broner. Uh, you got three former world champ. You got three former current champ. World former world, current world champions: mm-hmm. Jesse Vargas, Timothy Bradley, and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um. So you're gonna go Manny Pacquiao on this then? I, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna go with Manny. Wow. Yeah. Didn't think you were. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's it's just, it's just a good feeling, and usually. Uh, I mean, so, sometimes that that would you know interfere good feelings, but sometimes, uh, looking through it and everything that I I get past that, but for some reason that good feeling is really strong. And it's just telling me that I think Manny gets the best of it. I don't think he it's a shutdown, no. I don't see I see Manny struggling. I just think at the very end of the day, at, at the end of the fight, the end of the twelfth round, 
Manny wins. Manny gathers a good amount of points. I think he beats him. Okay, so this is the quote from Manny Pacquiao. Because a lot of people are downing my ability at age 40, so I have something to prove. Right now, I'm still hungry and still enjoying this. And and still doing my best. Pacquiao continues going, believe me, this is a very interesting fight for me. It's been a long time since I focused like this. Thurman is well prepared for this fight because he's not fighting Josito Lopez. He's fighting Manny Pacquiao. So I expect him to work and be at 100%. Those are, again... And I'm killing time because I'm actually debating who the fuck I... I have no clear guy who I want. I have no clear who I want. Really? I don't. That's not killing time. So, Keith Thurman's statements are... I caught... I got caught. I wasn't... This is, the, again, referencing the Josito Lopez. I was in danger. I remember after I got caught, and then I got caught again, and then after that I got caught again. I got hit with three big shots that round. You better put your hands up. You better move. You get a bitch. Get your feet moving. It's probably one of the most vulnerable rounds of my career. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't see where he says it, but I think this article I'm reading too quick. <sighs> Damn it. You know what? Fuck it. I'll get my prediction. I'm, I'm usually wrong all the time anyways. Fuck it. Yeah, me too. So. Well, you went back. <laughs> Look, Manny Pacquiao at age 40. Um, looked pretty good against Manny Pacquiao against uh, Adrian Broner. Uh, there were glimpses of old Pacquiao in the Broner fight. Uh, I maybe if Broner was a little bit more open, maybe we would have saw something. Um, Keith coming off a long layoff, fought against Jose Lopez, didn't look good. I don't know. I, I want to see Thurman. I mean, I'm leaning towards Thurman, Brian. I don't know why. I am. I think he's younger. Uh, I think. Uh, I. Th- I think when it comes to 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 who who's willing to go that extra mile, I think it's Thurman. I think it, when the fight, I think as the fight gets harder, I think Thurman's gonna go at it because I'm still with the mentality that Pacquiao never really fully recovered after the Marquez fight because I no, feel I feel that Pacquiao's aggressive, but I think he pulls a lot of his punches back. Yeah, because of that same faithful night that he got knocked out on. He, I think. He he wants to avoid that, and and uh, guys like Timothy Bradley, Josito Lopez, Jeff Horn didn't really expose it. Uh, guys like Thurman could. Um, Thurman has a good boxing IQ. Um, both guys have good trainers. Kevin uh, Kenny Cunningham is with uh, Keith Thurman. Freddie Roach and Boo Boy Hernandez is with Manny Pacquiao. I think. Uh, they both have good cornermen, and I think that's what's going to get them through um, the fight because I think the fight's going to get harder and harder for each guy. But I yeah. just think Thurman's going to get it more. Uh, at age 40, what does Manny Pacquiao have left? I don't know because pa- question, Pacquiao's, right never really, Pacquiao's never really been a defensive wizard. Um, no, that's so, for sure. Um, how, the biggest question always for older fighters, when is Father Time going to catch up to you, is – this the fight that catches up to him. I don't know. We'll find out this Saturday. But you're going against a guy that's really young. But I'm also taking into consideration that Manny Pacquiao hasn't really taken a lot of wear and tear in his last two in his last couple fights, especially in his last two fights. That that uh, demolition of Mar- um, Lucas Matisse and it was basically a 12 round sparring matchup against Broner. He hasn't really taken a lot of punishment. Keith is coming back from fighting Danny and Porter, Sean. 
and then having to say, you know what, I gotta take, I gotta rest because I can't go back, to, I can't go back in the ring again after this. I don't know. I think wear and tear wise, Keith has a lot of, has a little bit of miles on him. Pack has a lot of miles on him. I'm swaying back and forth, and I know people are like, shut up and give me the fucking answer. Who do you got? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go Keith. I'm gonna go T- Keith by decision. I think Keith's gonna take this fight, um, and I, and I think Keith's gonna start good. I think Pacquiao takes the middle rounds, and I think what's gonna make the difference is the last three main, the the last three rounds. Whoever takes those rounds and wins them big wins the fight, and I think Keith is gonna do it. I think Keith Keith uh, was able to outbox uh, Danny. He was able to outbox Sean when the fight when the fight got rough. He was able to rely on his boxing skills. That's what I'm trying to say. I think as the fight gets rough, Keith can switch up to, can switch up his style and become a boxer puncher, a counter puncher at best. Pacquiao hasn't. We we don't know what Pacquiao can do when the when the fight gets rough. All Pacquiao knows how to do is come forward, give you angles, jump in and out, and you know, Pacquiao hasn't really knocked anybody out. But neither is Keith. But I feel that Thurman has a little bit more tools, and and has more and, and has a, a backup plan in, in case this fight gets rough. And I think we saw that against Sean, and we saw that against Danny, that he can switch it up when the fight gets rough. He can coast and box you and still not and get away with a lot of stuff. I don't think Pacquiao can. We and and I think that's what's gonna make the difference. Like I say again, I think early on Keith's gonna win the fight. Um, Pacquiao's gonna take over some of the middle rounds, and I think the championship rounds are gonna be the most uh, are gonna be the kind of like the, the, the it's gonna tip the scale on whether you give the fight to Pacquiao, give the fight to Thurman. So I got Keith Thurman winning by split decision. Wow. I think I then I think because Keith's gonna rely on those boxing skills in the last couple rounds because yeah, if I'm Manny Pacquiao, I would go after Keith's body. Keith does not like the body. And I think, and I think those, I think the first five rounds are going to be the most exciting, fi- uh, exciting five, five rounds in, in, in both guys' career because I think. Yeah, I see that. I, I honestly believe this. I honestly believe Pacquiao is really motivated for this fight. I think this guy is sparking the fire in Pacquiao to come in and go, come at him. But I think, I, I think this again. This uh, this is what I think is going to happen. Keith's going to, you know, be aggressive, trying to get Pacquiao to open up. Pacquiao's going to open up, and I think Keith's going to punch. Pacquiao with one good clean punch, and after that, we're not gonna see Pacquiao be that aggressive because he's gonna back off of him. But he's still gonna give him angles, and I think that's what's gonna trouble Keith is those angles. The reason why, if you watch a Sean Porter fight, Sean kind of, Sean doesn't do the same thing Pacquiao does, but Sean Sean is uh, bounces on his toes a lot when he just blah, blah, you know comes at him like that. Yeah. And I, but Pacquiao does it more finesse. You got you got you got 20 years under your belt. You know how to jump in and out, how to cut off the ring better than a guy like Sean Porter. So I think that's what's going to trouble Keith in the middle rounds is Pacquiao's darting in and out and being aggressive and so, and then pinning him on the ropes occasionally and Keith having to slide out of the ropes. So I think, like I said, Keith's going to land one clean punch on Pacquiao that's going to make Pacquiao back off. But Pacquiao's still going to be kind of that constant pressuring. And I feel that Pacquiao's probably going to land a body shot on Keith that's just going to hurt Keith and Keith's just going to try to eat up the time to get the round off so you can, so can recover from that body shot. And I think they'll, that's going to happen within the, 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 the six rounds. You can Both guys are going to hit each other with the best punches they can, and after that it's just going to be a boxing matchup, a chess match between both fighters. But I think Keith gets the job done at the end. Split decision. And of course, whoever wins this fight. Whoever wins this fight. 
Uh-huh. He, I, we didn't even talk about this, but I think that's a good segue. Whoever wins this fight is lined up for the winner of Sean Porter, Earl Spence, which, breaking news or rumor report, however you want to do it, it's eight. It's 8.46 p.m. Pacific time. Hopefully by this time it's been announced. Bet Sean Porter, Keith Thurm, Sean Porter, Earl Spence are going to fight on, uh, was it September? No. September 28th. September 28th, Staples Center's for the IBF and WBC welterweight champion. So the winner of that fight has to get, uh, most likely will fight the winner of Pacquiao Thurman. Um, exciting fight and exciting time in the welterweight division. Brian, you got Pacquiao winning. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. If Pacquiao wins this fight and goes on to face the winner of Thurman of Spence, Sean, and let's say he gets past that guy, past the, past the, the winner of Sean Spence, where do you rank Manny Pacquiao? Because... By that time, Manny Pacquiao has fought. Manny Pacquiao's resume, I'm sorry to say this, would be way better than Floyd Mayweather's resume at this time if he gets past Thurman and he gets past the winner of Sean versus Spence. I think you, you uh, we, we, we put him in number 10, I believe. No, I could be wrong. As the, No, 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 not the pound-for-pound pound list, Brian. As one, oh, of the, pound for as one of the greatest of all time. Oh, one of the greatest of all time? Uh, I still think he's one of the best e- either way, but... Uh, I think he does move up. I would say maybe. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, when it comes to that, I don't even know where to put him at of all time list. But, but you, you got to look at it. If he beats Thurman, and let's say he gets, let's say he beats the winner of Spence, Sean. Where oh. do you where do you rank him as one of the best of all time? This guy fought Marquez, Barrera, um, Morales, Cotto, Margarito, Mosley. Bradley, Mayweather, Thurman. Yeah, yeah. Like, this guy has a fucking a, a, a better resume than Floyd Mayweather at this moment. If he gets, yeah, if, if he gets if this. He, yeah, if he beats Thurman and if he beats uh, Spence or Porter, uh, yeah, he, he's for sure ranked up there. Mm-hmm. That, that that should be a, a good discussion, good argument that, you know what, this guy is one of the best or probably the best of this era. I can see that argument if he can pull those. But two he fights fought off. in two eras. Then he's fighting in. He fought in his own era with the with the Kodos, the, the Mayweather, he, huh? Mayweather's of the world, to now fighting the Keith Thurmans, the Broners of this generation, the new generation. Uh-huh. And he's and if he gets past it, it's woof. Okay, we just the where does so if Keith gets past Pacquiao, and Keith gets past the winner of Sean versus uh, Spence. Are we looking at a collision course with Terrence Crawford? Yeah. If you really think about it, those four guys right there, they're all aiming for a final showdown with Terrence Crawford. Think about it. Crawford's not going to fight any of these guys until, you know, one one of those fighters have all the belts. And Crawford just needs to, you know, he needs to click the last three. That's how I see it. No, four no. guys, right? No, I, I agree. Yeah. This... Right now, at this moment, this looks like a tournament. It is. Spence for Sean. Mm-hmm. Pacquiao versus Thurman. I don't know who. I don't know who. Uh, who Crawford's fighting? But yeah. Exactly. At this moment, no one really talking about Crawford because Crawford's not on the topic right now. Because right now, the the four guys right now are the most popular, not popular, but the most talked about in the division right now. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, it's an interesting time in the welterweight division. I can't wait. Um, I was. Schedule, uh, we were going to do a fight talk episode with Mr. Lou, with Escaleto, and Gary Merchant. But um, if you guys are hearing this episode, I'm assuming you guys know the sound quality. This episode is, isn't the best. 
As usual, I am doing this episode in my dining room. I am taking it old school, folks. Um, I said this a couple weeks ago. I am in the process. Uh, I have. Well, I just announced. It. I just bought a house. So I'm in the process of moving. So right now, um, where I have my equipment is right now being occupied by a shit ton of boxes with my property in it. So right now I have the computer here. I have the microphones, the whole setup between me and B-Ray. So if it sounds kind of uh, sketch, it sounds kind of a uh, little off on sound. I do apologize to you guys. But um, because of that, I won't be doing the episode of the Fight Talk with Mr. Lou. Depending on the outcome and how shocking it is, we might do an aftermath episode, maybe. But uh, other than that, I mean, I'm going to be watching the fight probably with my some of my coworkers who are having a barbecue uh, at one of my friends' um, co-worker's house. Where are you watching it, Brian? Well, I'm for sure not. I, I mean, it's my, I want to watch it, but I don't think I want to pay that much. 70 something? Yeah. So I'm probably going to be what a lot of people are doing and probably watch it, you know, streaming it live on Instagram or on Facebook. Mind you. So, yeah, that's okay. what I'll be doing. Well, Which I'm sure you people will be doing as well, you know, people who are listening, watching that fight, streaming it, being on, on Instagram or Facebook. If you guys know, give us a shout out where we'll fucking, well, we won't, we won't shout it out here, but we'll, we are glad to watch it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Beery, is there any last words before we sign off? No, man, I just want, again, I, I just, because uh, we mentioned in the beginning, again, I just want to say uh, rest in peace to uh, Sweet Pete, Pernod Whitaker, and my condolences go to his family, and uh, we just, you know, again, we lost one of the best, you know, one of the best fighters uh, of his time, so I just, I just want to mention it again to close it. Rest in peace to Pernod Whitaker. Yeah, um, same here. My condolences to the Whitaker family. Uh, I think they had. To, I think they're about to have a service this weekend. So, yeah. Um, but again, my condolences to the Whitaker family, and, and um, from Mr. Mr. J and Mr. B Ray here from the B Ray, the J and B Ray Box Podcast. Um, folks, if you guys like this episode, give us a like, comment, share. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a thumbs up. It helps with the visibility of this episode. If you guys are listening on on uh, YouTube. Give us a like, give us a thumbs up, and help us with the visibility of this episode. We don't ask much from you guys. We don't ask for donations. We don't ask for a kickback from us. All we ask you guys is to uh, like, comment, and share this episode. And even if you dislike it, let us know about it. We like to hear it all the time. Um, other than that, there's isn't much to say, guys. We'll be back next week. Uh, that will be the last episode I'll do it in this apartment. Nice. The next future wow. episode will be in my new place. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, because I don't know if I'll have everything set up. So... Um, again guys keep an eye out for uh, this episode and everything like that thank you for downloading thank you for listening uh, we'll, again we'll be back next week to recap Pacquiao Thurman give our thoughts opinions and our rambling incoherent thoughts on the world of boxing when it comes to Canelo Alvarez and everyone else in the boxing business and game we're gonna just sign out folks thank you very much yep. thank you very much people deuces We should start a podcast. Yeah, we've all said it. But when it comes time to make it a reality, we get stuck. Well, here's some good news. With Spreaker, all you need to start a podcast is a microphone and a good idea. Spreaker handles the recording, management, distribution, and monetization of your podcast, allowing you to focus on making a podcast. 
Whether you're discussing the latest moves in the tech sector or just your dating life, Spreaker gives you tools to make your podcast a hit and professional insights about who is listening and where. And as your podcast dream grows, Spreaker only becomes more useful, letting you upload and schedule multiple episodes at the same time, push to multiple platforms and customize RSS feeds. But what about making money? With Spreaker, monetization is as easy as checking a few boxes. So next time someone says to you, we should start a podcast, say yes and let Spreaker handle the rest. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started.